0: Welcome back to Live Mike. Much of today's program has been focused on the experience of a handful, a handful, 200 members of the Utah Army National Guard who have been deployed to Washington, D.C. to take care of a portion of the city as it combats uh, the the violence and destruction of some of the protesters. Not all, but some of the protesters have uh, engaged in some vandalism and some other illicit acts, and members of uh, Utah's Army National Guard are there to combat that. Uh, And we've been talking about Mike Lee. We spoke, uh, or we heard from, rather, one of the majors who were there uh, directing troops. Just moments ago, got this from a spokesperson from the office of Senator Mitt Romney. Uh, The reads: "The guard reached out to our team immediately last night. Now, why? A little bit of backstory: the guard, the Utah Guardsmen, were staying at the Marriott Marquis downtown Washington D.C. Beautiful place, uh, and they got word from hotel staff that they needed to vacate because there was no one going to pay the bill." Anyway, the Guard, this is the statement from Romney, from the spokesperson. The Guard reached out to our team immediately last night, and we have been working with them to resolve the situation. We're hopeful this will soon be addressed without further politicizing the dedicated service of our Utah men and women who are fulfilling an important mission in the nation's capital. Uh, So that's great, Uh, and I agree with that sentiment. Uh, There's no need to politicize what they are up to, and I was so encouraged when we heard uh, from the Major there. Uh, Major Mangum, who is working with the 200 troops, who is a member of the Utah Army National Guard himself, as he said when asked about being thrown out of the hotel, uh, he's like, hey, listen, there's some political stuff going on. That's really not our lane. We're going to stay here, uh, stay true and trained on the mission uh, that we were assigned to accomplish. And uh, we'll wait for uh, those in better positions or different positions to sort out the politics. So uh, that's great uh, that they're able to separate that. Now." I am white. I have lived a pretty privileged life. I have had very limited interactions with law enforcement. I know that those realities disqualify me from much of the debates circling what's happening in the streets of America right now. I know I'm a talk show host, and I should be comfortable having conversations about this and about that, but if I'm honest, as these protests have risen up, And as many of the conversations have been sparked across the country, I haven't exactly known my place. I have, over this past week, done more reporting of events instead of weighing in with my own personal feelings. And it's because I'm honestly uncomfortable. Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, also... The host of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio joins me now, uh, Boyd Sir. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not
1: too bad for a Friday.
0: It's good to hear your <laughs> voice. Uh, tell me, how, how, what should I be thinking about this discomfort I'm feeling? So one, it,
1: it is normal uh, to feel discomfort when we have to have challenging, difficult, uncomfortable conversations, and so one, don't don't run away from it. Uh, a lot of us do. I will confess I do it in a host of different situations, whether that's a conversation at work or with my spouse or, you know, someone I need to give some news to. And uh, so, one, just you, you have to feel that and embrace it, but then you got to lean into it. And because it is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation, that is the only way we ever solve anything long-term uh, and recognize that the solution to any problem I don't care what it is. The solution to any problem begins when somebody says, with courage, with some vulnerability, let's talk about it. And I think as we look at where we are as a nation and everything going on, I I actually believe that we are not on the verge of a civil war. I think we're on the verge of a civil debate and a civil conversation. Uh, but we have to be willing to step into that. Uh, I'll tell you, I spent an hour this morning on a conversation uh, with someone who has become a great and trusted friend, a uh, a sister from another mother is how we uh, call it. Uh, her name is Teresa Deer. She lives in Chicago. She's a board member of the NAACP. Uh, she's going to have a brilliant piece everybody should read in the Deseret News uh, and Deseret.com over the weekend talking about race and talking about these kinds of conversations. And we did that this morning. And we talked about all kinds of things. Well, can – How come we can say this and not say that? And is this offensive or is that offensive? Uh, And then how do we get to the real position where we can go and get beyond just having an interaction to developing a friendship that can lead to partnership, that can lead to all kinds of possibilities for the country? And and if we don't get to that place, and and it can be as simple as this. Uh, I, I love this. In South Africa, obviously, they've had all kinds of challenges with race relationships for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. But do you know that every year, I think it's twice a year, actually, they poll, they do a poll of, of their citizens on race relations. And the last question is always the same in the poll. In the last six months, did you invite a person of another race to lunch or dinner? Now, think about that, Lee. Think of everybody in this country if once every six months, and we can broaden it out, if once every six months we had lunch or dinner or a soft drink with someone who didn't look like us or didn't think like us or didn't live like us, imagine where
0: that would take us as a country. Yeah, that's uh, that's outstanding stuff. Uh, pretty responsive. That's yielded good results there in South Africa? Yeah, it's it, they
1: obviously have a long way to go sure. uh, on, on all sides. Uh but it is engaging in that process that matters. And, and the other thing we have to be very, very careful of is it is so easy. It is so easy to, and you've been covering this greatly. I love the way you've been approaching this. It, it's easy to incite anger and fear and frustration. It's, it's really hard. It's hard work. It's heavy lifting to get to the insight And that's what we've been trying to talk about, is there's a difference between inciting that anger and fear and frustration. Sometimes that's political folks. Sometimes that's people in power. Sometimes that's law enforcement. Sometimes that's bad actors. Uh, Sometimes that's bad people.
0: Yeah. Uh, Insight over insight. That's the name of your article. Protests should spark uncomfortable and elevated Conversations. You're so good with words, insight over insight. Uh, And you can just imagine the the spelling difference there. I'm going to post your opinion piece to my Facebook page. Invite folks to check that out. It's a, a wonderful look at how a wise mind. Uh, might analyze what's going on around us boyd matheson always enjoy your company always enjoy your conversation thank you so much hey, great to be with you lee likewise quick break when we come back i want to talk about another publication in the deseret news right now this one is an open letter drafted by salt lake city mayor aaron mendenhall it's fascinating and fantastic and i want to share with you the details of that letter next on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio